1: Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.
4: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's
0: today.
1: Uh, Yes, indeed. Welcome to the Macca's Run. We'll recap uh, all the major news stories of the day and your chance to have your say on the news of the day. That's what the Macca's Run's all about. Make sure on your way home you grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. It's great to have you on board for the Macca's Run, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, around the country on the SEN network. To have your say on the news of the day, the Harcourt's Open line is exactly that. Your move, your Harcourts for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts. You can text in at any point, 0433981116 on the temper text. Temper a mattress like no other. I've had a great day today. It's a it's a quite a day for me today. <laughs> Producer Willem just giving a fist bump. Um, so we've been able to ease our way into the day just a little bit more. It gave me a chance to take the uh, beautiful set of Callaways uh, out to the driving range. I've got the. Uh, the Epic drivers, so not the rogues that are out now, but I've got the Epics, the, the series before that, the Apex Island, uh, irons and hybrids and the Jaws wedges. Uh, and just spent a good couple of hours just hitting balls at the driving range today. Jeez, I, just There is no better manufacturer on the market than the old Callaway. Um, just I'm just telling you right now. Uh, so that was a wonderful way to start the day. And then knowing that I get to come in and speak to you for an hour, that always puts me in a good mood but so too does the fact that state of origin, state against state, mate against mate, it's one of my favourite times of the year, game one, state of origin in the Rugby League. There is no sporting event like this in the world. It, it's incredible that, that a competition that has, its own, has a grand final, it, the pinnacle of it is the representative side. Tell me another sport in the world, Apart from, don't say World Cups, (laughs) because that happened every four years. But every year, the pinnacle, the the jewel in the crown is the representative series that occurs. There's nothing like it on earth and I cannot wait for it. So you'll be getting it seven o'clock tonight. We'll be heading to Sydney for game one of this year's State of Origin series. I'll play a little bit about what what Cam Smith uh, had to say uh, just a little later on. Um, the big story today, of course, and you can have your say on it, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 So what started out yesterday as, and I'll quote, a scuffle that took place after a light-hearted disagreement between the pair escalated. I'm talking, of course, with Steve May and Jake Melksham for the Melbourne Footy Club. Very, very different how we view this situation today than we did yesterday as more events come to hand and there's the story starts to become a little clearer, in some cases a little murkier, uh, which is sad to say, but that's the situation we find ourselves in today, 24 hours after Melbourne released the initial statement yesterday. More has come to light today, including the fact that Jake Melksham now will miss this week. He suffered a hand injury uh, as a result of that fracas and had to undergo surgery for it. Um, We're now led to believe that a little scuffle is now actually a full-on fight that's built from outside to inside with damage done in the restaurant, according to reports uh, as well. The restaurant not happy. Steve May um, spoke to the website yesterday, so too did Alan Richardson. But since then, there was another statement released, much stronger today than it was yesterday, talking about how the club doesn't condone violence in any way. Uh, the pe- the penalties that were handed down yesterday still stand. Community service for both Melksham and May, so punished in equal measure for that. And Steve May getting a week suspension. We're told for drinking whilst uh, he was under concussion protocol. So um, Max Gorn uh, unfortunately had to face um, all the questions that we uh, well, we we were hoping would be answered today, and sadly that had to happen at the press conference to promote the fight MND game, which is happening of course on Monday. Um, You'll hear all of it here on SEN, of course. But that's such a special and sacred day and a significant day and an inspirational day. Um, It's a shame that because so many questions were not answered yesterday that they needed to be asked today, and that's where the only avenue was for those to be asked. So this was uh, Max Gorn today uh, at the press conference. Uh,
5: Yeah, I mean, we're not going to dance around the bush. He obviously injured in the altercation with Stephen. And I don't, I, I don't think we ever mislead you with that information. We just said it was an old, altercation, an old stuff was stuff was done, and, and Melky hurt his hand from it. Um, he's he's gone in and got it cleaned out, um, and I, I just don't, I don't think he's available for selection this week. It was um, uh When I when I, I got the call from Melky, which is again another show of where we've come from. Um, we I was able to get well informed pretty early on on what on what happened and. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just we're, we're role models in, in society and um, acting like that, obviously, at a restaurant, a pretty popular restaurant in and around the Pran, South Yo area, um, I think it's just a bad example.
1: So it was Max Gorn there and he made note of the fact that once that incident happened that he was told straight away by Jake Melksham. Um, we didn't actually find that out though, it, it's worth pointing out until after a story had broken in the Herald Sun yesterday afternoon and then the club did release a statement um, acknowledging it. Um, Max Gorn was asked if the wheels had fallen off the Melbourne footy club.
5: Uh, no, the wheels haven't fallen off. Um, I'm completely comfortable with where we are from a performance point of view. Obviously we've lost the last couple, the Fremantle game was a complete hiding. We, we we didn't play our best footy at all and that was a shock. Um, and then the Sydney game, we actually felt like we got back to some of our better basics in football, and uh, that was a ripping game for anyone that was there. I, I, I think both uh, teams played some, some ripping footy, and Sydney were able to get some some crucial goals late. Um, so I don't I don't think we're out of form at all. Um, I'm really excited against one of the in teams in Collingwood this week, um, but no, the, the wheels definitely haven't fallen off. Uh,
1: so the wheels haven't fallen off, according to Melbourne skipper Max Gorn. Um and you can have your view on that if you like. I don't believe they've fallen off either. Um, but it is interesting that yesterday the story was that uh, the, the sledge that had set this off, according to several reports, was that uh, Stephen May had said to Jake Melksham, we would have lost the grand final last year if you had played in it, or words to that effect. Um, Max Gorn said that that was not the case today.
5: To be fair, it was just a lot of banter. The, the one that has got out is completely false. Um, the so yeah, the grand final one's completely false, and I, I do want to get that out there because that looks bad on characters. Um, that wasn't said, and I'm pretty comfortable and trust those two boys that that wasn't said. But there was some other hurtful banter that was there. Um, I'm not going to go into that, but as I said before, um, that is something that, I, that we've tried to stamp out. Um, but it's like when I say stamp out, we're 97 compliant, and I don't think we'll ever be 100 percent compliant in that space. It's such a hard as a three year old man in society, for some reason, it's endearing for me to tell you and you know, bring you down at the same time. So it's hard to stamp that out, um, but we're trying and we're working better.
1: So Max Gorn, and you can tell how gutted he is. He, uh, Gary and Tim played uh, a long excerpt from a, a conversation that he'd had on a podcast um, not that long ago, where he spoke about the fact that he hates the fact that banter is often used to hide. Um, or to cover up or to dismiss as a way of dismissing pretty insulting things that men say to each other. So that's something that he's really taken upon himself to say that's not who we want to be and that's not what I want us and how we, I want us to treat each other. So, as to what was said, um, Jay Clark's written a story in the Herald Sunday to say that, uh, essentially saying that, according to sources familiar with the event, May was having a crack at almost every one of the teammates around the table that night uh, as the alcohol took over and uh, what set Jake Melksham off was something that he had said to Joel Smith. Uh, that's according to Jay Clark's report today. Um, it is an interesting, it is still interesting, I think, that, that the two players have been punished in equal measure for the fight component of what's happened that they're both going to be community service we're still looking to find out what that is and what that entails and I think that is and we can talk in a little bit about now that we know that this is much more than just a scuffle after some light-hearted banter this was a fight that spilt that started inside, knocked over um, a reception desk according to one report and then spilt to outside and was finished outside um, that that it was more than that what we initially were told it was yesterday and that off the back of that, that we believe a punch was thrown and yet the the penalty for both is still the same. May has fronted yesterday. As I said, we haven't heard from from Jake Melksham yet and he will miss this week after he sustained an injury uh, to his hand. So, um, it yeah, there's still a lot that is unanswered about this, but the fact is that a punch was thrown, and Max Gawne addressed the violence today.
5: Violence is not the answer. Violence is never the answer. So that's why the punishment was brought down to both of them and and, and the reason why community services as well. We've seen that very fitting um, because it is a community act. These guys are role models in the community, and we feel like they need to give back. Um, They need to give back to the community. We're not sure what that is and and where that is yet, Um, but we feel like that's a really suitable punishment.
1: So that was uh, Max Gorn uh, at the press conference uh, earlier on today. 1300 736 736 to have your say on that particular news of the day. 043 98 1116. Off the text, if Melbourne players were out as a group when this happened, why didn't the leaders stop May drinking alcohol? Says Andy. From what we're understood to we believe, May was probably the highest ranking, so to speak, leader that was there. It wasn't all the playing group, um, it was six or seven players. Some reports have said that it was brought up with Steve May, that that maybe shouldn't be happening. But it's It's not the responsibility. Max Gorn did speak about it and said, you know, he was disappointed with the players not to have shown more leadership there. But what Steve May does isn't the responsibility of all the other teammates, unless you'd want them then to ring up someone from the club and say, you better come and get him or you've got to come and stop him, which is not an easy thing to do for a younger teammate with an older teammate um, and a much more experienced teammate being there, and I made this point yesterday that at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own actions in the end. You can suggest that someone does something, and I certainly know that I've had people say do you, do you, you know should you be doing that or should you be doing this? And at the end of the day, the decision about what you do and don't do does rest with you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Luke Hodge was with Jared Whateley in his regular. Wednesday morning slot today and spoke about how this can affect the season moving forward and how you can turn a negative like this uh, into a positive.
2: As far as on field, Melbourne can go two ways. They can bond together and internally you talk the talk it would be look we've we've lost our last two games. People have been trying to find ways to to break this group up considering the first 10 weeks they were flawless. Everyone's saying how can we beat Melbourne? All of a sudden Freo and Sydney found ways on the footy field. To get around with small, agile forwards and and to make them vulnerable, um, this is a perfect segue for for Goodwin and Leach Group to say, right, this is where we can bind together. We can we can collect, we can unify through this and say, yes, you guys had a hiccup, you weren't good teammates, um, but as a lesson, why don't we have each other's back and build from this to create what Melbourne Football Club has not done in in for how long is is the back-to-back, which everyone was talking about, it was theirs to lose two weeks ago. Um, they can flip it on its head and turn it into a positive to say let's bond together and let's drive this next twelve thirteen weeks. But what I look at more, and which I think as a team culture more serious as one, is the disrespect you have for a teammate who how how this starts. And, and I've seen it so many times over over twenty years of being in football. And, and the stories you heard prior to me getting into the system was probably worse. Where it all starts with a few beers and they're having a bit of fun and a little bit of banter, but then as soon as someone gets one up on a banter, then they're going to come back with a little bit more personal and then <coughs> And then it gets a little bit more personal and then all of a sudden it gets to a stage where you cross the line.
1: So that was Luke Hodge earlier today. So this happened 9pm Sunday at Entrecot Restaurant. Uh, the story broke yesterday, Arvo, then the statement came out after that and it sort of was of a certain tone and that tone has now changed as more information has come to light um as i said the the punishments to the two players are still the community service for both jake melchman and stephen may for the fight and then steve may the week for breaking protocols um it does seem now given that the fight is far more serious than what we were led to believe yesterday that that is still just the only punishment i'm not here to you know be judge, jury and execution i'm certainly not someone who likes to get on a high horse and point fingers at others um but it is just strange that, given the tone of it, how it was portrayed yesterday, to now being acknowledged to being more than that today, that that is still where the punishment sits. And it is interesting that Steve May, as we say, you know, shouldn't have been drinking with a concussion, but he probably shouldn't have been getting punched with a concussion either. I would have thought. Again, not a personal crack at Jake Melchin, but we're trying to we're we're talking about. Oh, got to be look after him. He's got to look after himself with that concussion. Well, I don't reckon the concussion helps the old Bonts. And it is a bit strange, and it would seem that May is accepting that he is the one that was the instigator of the night out, turning into a bit of a nightmare, but it is a bit strange how we're viewing this in a way, given that we didn't like the fact that Will Smith was given a standing ovation and an Oscar instead of a punishment for slapping Chris Rock after a joke he made, yet again, the, the penalties are exactly the same for, for both players, which is interesting. And I think that goes to show that we don't really know the extent of what unfolded there. But the club must feel like they are equally to blame for, for what panned out or that Steve May is the one to blame, given he's the one that's been told to front up and apologise uh, for what unfolded. So Alan Richardson spoke yesterday. Uh, Steve May spoke to the website. It's Max Gorn, who's uh, come out today Um and it is a shame that what was supposed to be the press conference about MND was derailed into um, having to answer the questions that we still have about what this incident, which could have been, if you look at what Fremantle did, they got out in front of what happened. I know that, um I know that Michael Frederick didn't punch anyone, but he was out drinking. The club released a statement saying, he's done this, we're doing this. We've barely touched on it since because it just knocks it on the head straight away. It's interesting how the the two different approaches to how this has been handled. So I'm curious to know how you feel about this. I'm not going to be as hypocritical as to get on a high horse and have a crack at people for having too much to drink on a night out. And I'm not one that subscribes to the view that many a view of many that players should be held to a higher community standard than the general community just because they play footy that's never made sense to me but I also think that they shouldn't be held to a lesser standard either because they're footy players so do you think that this meets a fair community standard to you so if you went out with workmates and got into a punch-up with them at a restaurant what would the outcome for you be Now, I grew up in Bendigo, and if you ever went out on the last Friday before Christmas, this happened everywhere because it was Trade's Christmas. Uh, All the crews knock off for the final time of the year, and it is one of the wildest nights on the calendar. So I know what their answer would be, but I'm curious as to know what your answer would be. Are you satisfied with the outcome of this? Do you believe that it's been handled in the right way with the utmost of transparency? I'm not sure. I've got more questions today than I did yesterday when I was full of praise for Melbourne on how they'd handled this. Um, It is an interesting one. I'm not so sure now how I feel about it all. one 736 I'll take your calls uh, on the other side of this. Emma, Paul and Dave, stay right there.
4: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today.
1: Uh, Essendon, and great Scotty Lucas to join me after 6:30. Just off the text, Chris, I don't think you can. I don't think work can sack you for punk, punching a workmate on your own time. Certainly not advocating for either of these two guys to get sacked, Chris. It was just uh, asking the question if you're satisfied with uh, how it's been handled by the Melbourne Footy Club. Uh, off the text, I think it's been handled fine, Sam. I can't wait for tomorrow's game to give the scribes a bone. Although nothing wrong with a midweek story on Sports Radio. That's all this is. That's from Mortimer in Cranbourne. Emma's in Melbourne. G'day, Emma.
0: Hey, Sam, how are you going? I'm well, thank you. Um, I have some thoughts. I think this is actually a bigger conversation. I think that um, interactions like this are probably happening at tables in restaurants all over the suburbs after footy games. I think it's we need to look at masculinity, hyper-masculinity, mm. and we've got young men with mental health issues, anger management issues... Um, they're taking their own lives at record rates. I think that we need to start talking to our boys in schools about this banter, in inverted commas, and the effect that it has on each other. I think Max Gorn's statement around his concern about this kind of discourse is really important. And I think these guys should... I think they should be going out to high schools and saying, do you know what, we... You know, we hang shit on each other. It actually affects people differently. We need to stand together. We're teammates. We look out for each other. We look after each other. I yeah. think it's a bigger conversation. And I think that it's, it's
1: just a... Oh, Emma, a, this, this ad break's going to cut us right off. I'm sorry. Stay with me. I'll come back to you on the other side.
4: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's
1: today. Uh, welcome back or to the Macca's run. Whichever category uh, fits your best, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. You can have your say on the news of the day, one on the Harcourt's open line. You'll move your Harcourt. Scott Lucas, and uh, great to join me in just a moment. Um, Emma from Melbourne was calling. Emma, sorry we uh, got cut off earlier. Um, uh, Thanks for staying on just to finish off the point uh, that you were trying That's to make okay. in regards to what's happened with the Melbourne Footy Club this week and the incident on Sunday I night.
0: Just, yeah, I just think it's a bigger conversation. I I, I think that, this, like I said, the same thing will be happening around suburban tables, restaurant tables. Yeah. Every weekend, and I think we need to talk to our young men about this hyper masculinity, toxic masculinity, whatever you want to call it. Don't treat each other like that. <laughs> Support each other, your teammates. It's it's a, it's important for all of community. When you you're talking about you know we hold them to a higher standard, etc. I don't think we do. I think as a community, that should be our that should be our base standard. Don't mm. tear each other down. Um, You've got young men struggling with anger and mental health and I think these guys should be going out talking to school kids, school boys particularly, and talking to them about, listen, we made a mistake and this is what it did to our team and the fabric of our culture. Um, Let's, Mm. you know, let's support each other.
1: Emma, I, I really do appreciate you ringing up to to make some really interesting points, and 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 those are your sentiments are what Max Gorn, I think was was really trying to push hard today. That that isn't what he wants from his teammates. That isn't how he wants them to engage with each other. And from Jay Clark's report on the Herald Sun tonight, it would seem that Jay, uh, Jake Melsham has stepped in. According to Jay's report, Jake Melsham has stepped in after this was had gone too far in the the, the, the the barbs that were being thrown around the table, according to the report. Jake Melksham had said, that's enough. It's gone too far. And apparently that was, uh, according to the report, was a red rag to a bull for Steve May and it escalated from there. So I think Jake Melksham, by the, by the sounds of this report, his intention was to put a stop to that and it just didn't go according to plan. And then uh, he's then responded in a way that I'm sure he's regretting and should be regretting uh, today as well. But thank you, Emmett, for providing that perspective. I, I do appreciate it. Dave's in Brighton. G'day, Dave.
4: Yeah, mate. yeah, I just want to say that I, I think that Melbourne handled this really well. I think, you know, Ellen Richardson came out yesterday um, and Maxie had a... Stephen May came out yesterday and Maxie had about a 15-minute uh, talk on it today and I think they've done it really well. They've handled it pretty quickly. No different than Freeman. Do you think they handled just, it quickly? Think,
1: because it happened yeah, on a Sunday yeah, night. Max said he found yeah, out straight happened. away. They didn't come out in front of this first. That they responded to a report on the Tuesday afternoon, that it had happened, and and the way in which no, it was told I mean, to us in the press in the press release yesterday was it was a lot lighter. Do you think they underplayed it at all? The situation? Uh, no, I don't think
4: so. I think that they've just handled it pretty reasonably well. I think okay. That, uh, look, it was obviously a, a big, you know, it was a big fight. There was a bit of a blue between mm. men, and and I work in mental health, and I agree totally. We've got the uh, Previous caller said, "Yep," and I, you know, because I see it every day. But I think that Melbourne have they're adults and they've handled it reasonably well. I reckon, you know, Max was Max's press conference today was brilliant. He was really, really good. I he he always you is know,
1: Max, and um, yeah, uh, and I think that's a uh, look. Max does a great job, and I just think it's a bit of a shame that what was the press conference to promote fight MND was to discuss the fight that wasn't the fight that they were there to discuss in the first place. Hey, Dave, thanks for your point of view, though. Um, Yeah, as it was said in the press release yesterday, a scuffle that took place after a lighthearted disagreement between the pair escalated. I think it's more substantial than that. Uh, But I appreciate your view uh, on it um, as well. And I'm sure that all parties involved will learn from this uh, and be better for it. We we have all made mistakes uh, in our life. And as I said, I'm not here to be judged, jury... Uh, or to get up on any sort of high horse. Um, I just reckon that if maybe they had their time again, it might have been much clearer in the initial handling of it and probably come much quicker, just like Fremantles did yesterday. I know that they're slightly different circumstances. Anyway, we move on to something of a much more positive note. Um, when a, a team's about to celebrate 150 years um, and 16 premierships that they've won over those 150 years, um, I reckon it's worth having a chat about that. And in the lead up to a really special night, Friday night, there's a heap of events going on for the Essendon football club. Uh, There's a festival at Fed Square uh, before the game, and then a walk to the ground and pregame festivities. There's a gala on the Saturday night after it. Uh, Essendon's 150th anniversary. Scott Lucas um, is a premiership winner with the Essendon footy club. He is uh, named by Kevin Sheedy on the bench, first named on the bench though, in the greatest team that he ever coached in his 26 years at the club, and he's also an integral part of the AFL Nation team and he's been good enough to jump on the line uh, to have a chat about all things 150 years Essendon. Scotty, hello, mate. Evening, Sam. How things? Things are good. How are things with you? Good. No, going well. Uh, So, big week for the club. Uh, That's an understatement. 150 years in full swing, all those events that I've mentioned. How significant um, is it uh, from your point of view in, in the club's journey?
4: Oh, look, it is a significant week in the club's history, no doubt about that. And I think, you know, they're not going anywhere near as well as they'd like, but I think this is more a celebration of the total history of the club and what's happened rather than what's happened in the last two or three months. I think you've got to look at the totality of it and it's been a really successful club um, that's won premierships uh, and done a lot of good.
1: Um, Let's get the elephant in the room. Out of the way, and we can have a chat about a few other things. Were you surprised? And you know Kevin Sheedy very, very well, and you know that when he often in his career he's made a, you know he's one of the best ever at, at bringing up something to achieve something else, um, <laughs> whether it be to divert away or to bring attention to or to put, you know, put another hidden message or whatever it might be. Were you surprised that he chose this week of all weeks to come out as strongly as he did, demanding an apology from the AFL? Um, for the way that they treated Essendon and for the penalties that were handed down to Essendon as part of the supplement uh, saga.
4: Well, it uh, does seem strange, Sam. Now, yesterday he's quoted, uh, or the day before today, his team's in there. So I assume he sat down for an interview with one of the germs might have been Robbo. Yeah. And Robbo's asked the question, and she just decided to give the whack. Um, I can't think of a good reason why you'd do it. I mean... If it's for a diversion or a distraction, well, that lasts all of one day? Um, and then you look at it, I think Sheeds was even at the Giants at the time. so And you don't need to be talking about it this week. And most importantly, I don't think any of the players really want to look back at that era or hear about it. They want to look forward and get on with it. So every time someone brings it up, I just look and go, gee, do we really need to? That's my view anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, Mark Robinson Mm. said on 360 last night that this story isn't going anywhere, and there's still a heap more to come out. And I and and I hear your reaction to it, and I yeah, it's
4: we've been here. Look, I I don't I'm not privy to any of that, but we've been hearing that for years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. It it does seem like a a strange week to bring up the darkest days in the club's history on the eve of what's supposed to be one of Mm. their one of uh, one of them a day of celebration and. Um, and Sam, on it's in a relation.
4: Day. To, well, that's right, and it's in relation to nothing because it's not topical at the moment. It's different if he was responding to the the form of the team or the slump or you know the review in inverted commas that they announced last week. But to sort of bring it up, um, I don't think it's particularly helpful.
0: The other but aspect,
1: sheets, yeah, sheet. Hey, he, as I said before, he invented the footy marketing masterstroke. Whether or not there's one in here, I can't see it yet. Where I can see that there's possibly one is where he talked about that people at the club don't realise that this is a war and you need to understand that every seven days we go to war. Um, Was that to you a very pointed um, statement? to Ben Rutten and to Dyson Heppel because the club has been criticised of maybe being a bit too um, sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Dyson Heppel saying, hey, we smile when we win, we smile when we lose. I'll chat to players when we win, chat to players when we lose. Um, We're going to be as positive as we can possibly be. Is there definitely more of a pointed reference there, do you think?
4: Well, I think it's entirely possible. And it's all very good to be positive. Um, That's extremely important. And Sheets, to be honest... Sam was the most positive person uh, you could ever come across. Like, his ability Mm. to move on from bad losses was outstanding. And I think it was often, and without having any data, I think we were fairly good at bouncing back from bad losses as a result of that. But at the same time, there are incredibly hard conversations in between, and you'll hit between the eyes that, you know, that wasn't good enough and what you need to be working on. So positivity is important, but at the same time, it it goes hand in hand with really strong feedback because clearly there there are areas that aren't working well for them the wins the win-loss column would suggest that so you need to have those conversations you can't gloss over them you need to to really Mm. dig deep on that and find out what the issue is and then work on the solution Hmm. i mean football afl football is a high performance industry that's really quite brutal um and with that comes the harsh feedback and harsh conversations
1: Scotty, we're speaking to Scotty Lucas uh, on the eve of Essendon's 150-year celebrations. Carlton, Friday night, it's going to be a big event and hopefully in front of a a massive crowd. Have you got an official role? And what's your involvement going to be throughout the course uh, of the week, Scotty?
4: So, yeah, look, uh, all the players are invited along to a function at the game. So, uh, yes, going along to that. And I think there's a, a part of the night where past players are out on the ground in some shape or form. So perhaps a small role, Sam, but I'll be just at the back. And uh, I like it.
1: (laughs) Well, you were shoved a little bit to the back in Sheeds' best bombers team of the players that he's coached first on the interchange. Um, I'm just having a look at that forward line. Terry Danaher, Roger Merritt, Tim Watson, Paul Salmon, Matty Lloyd, Mark Harvey.
4: Well, it's funny. I reckon... um, I reckon I must have. I must be in bad form because I think I've seen a team that he's done before where I've been on the ground. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I reckon if he's he had, second bad, so, She's oh, had second or, thoughts. Sheets has had second thoughts
4: on he, you. Yeah, uh, or he, or he makes. You know, sheets. He'd have, he'd have probably had twenty different versions of that team.
1: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, they're they're gonna um do make a, a pointed effort to celebrate the club's um indigenous history as well with Michael Long and. Uh, and Gavin Wanganeen as well. It is an area where Essendon have really been at the forefront um, at, to, to where we were, to, to what the instigators for um, the Sir Doug Nichols round with Dreamtime at the G in, uh, in 2005, Michael Long and the Long Walk. So the club's really been a pioneer in this space, and it seems fitting that, that it'll be a, a part of the celebration.
4: Absolutely, Sam. I mean, when I got there, Longy, I think, had been at the club for four or five years, but he played in the '93 flag, and he was such such a significant figure already then. And I think Sheets just saw saw what the Indigenous players not only brought to the game, but you know, culturally, what they bring to our community. So we quite often, I can remember, sort of late '90s, early 2000s, every opportunity we'd go and play in Darwin against an All Stars team, or and what was. Back then, perhaps the Anset Cup or Wizard Cup or whatever it was, pre-season games quite often, community camps. So Sheeds, I mean, he's been a pioneer of that. Um, he's always had, you know, valued the Indigenous boys and what they bring to the table uh, so highly. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to play with, with quite a lot of those boys over my journey. And uh, it was a real privilege to see them go about their work, but to, to learn more about their lives um, because they are, you know, growing up, Northern Territory or the Tiwi Islands, it's a really it's a it's a different environment to mm. what we're used to. So that was, I was incredibly lucky to be part of that and to be able to learn so much. Yeah. And Sheeds deserves, uh, you know, the majority of the credit for that. He was yeah. really a leader in that space. But also significantly, I mean, Michael Long on the back of that saw the role that he could play yeah. and took it with the bull by the horns. Like not all players um, have that view or have that want or ability to get out and really make a difference to a community. But Longy saw his vehicle and he goes, right, here we go. You know, long walk. I'm going to walk to Canberra, um, racism and all those other issues that he's been at the forefront of, um, you know, I think all the guys have played with him because he's, he's a jokester. Uh, but, you know, getting to know him and that, there's a real, you know, strong desire to make other people's lives better. And, you know, that's what we all love about Longy. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um- Scotty, does it to your mind? Does the I mean the club probably couldn't be in any worse position in the lead up to, to a really special event for them? Does that put a dampener on it? To your mind, is it a, for some fans it might be difficult, or for some it might be really easy, or or a welcome distraction from the the the, the quagmire that the club are in at the moment. Some might, be, might have a hard time separating it. Some might. How does it sit for you? Um, is it a, is it a uh, bit of a dampener where things are at at the moment or does it not enter your mind? Probably
4: harder perhaps for the fans, yeah. Sam, because they ride the week-to-week of the, the, this season. Um, I think as a past player, I know a lot of past players that probably know whether they win or lose each week, but that's about it. Mm. You know, they played football and then they've moved on. So I think for those, it's more if they're coming along and having an involvement. For them, it's more about you know celebrating the club or the era they were part of. So what it does is for all, I think, past players, there's a reflection piece where you look back on your career and your contribution or your small contribution to the club and look back with pride and fondness. Um, so I think it's more that than really getting too down. Look, having a strong connection to the club still and obviously involved in the football. I ride it, I would say, more, more so than other past players. But still, at the same time, you know, it's a bad patch. They've got to get better. But let's look at the totality of the club's history and what they've been able to achieve.
1: Just to finish off, Scotty Lucas, what does the Essendon Footy Club mean to you?
4: Oh, look, it's been a huge part of my life. I mean, I came to Melbourne just after I'd turned 17. So... I did a lot of my growing up there, in a sense. Um, I had a lot of great role models about around me. Uh, I was, you're fortunate when you're drafted to go to a good club. And I reckon back then there was a, a bigger gap between good and bad. Now, I think all clubs are a lot closer in terms of being good clubs. Wins and losses don't always reflect that, but they're really good places to be. Uh, but I was just extremely fortunate. I mean, Lucky came from a country got paid to do something I loved and I'm still, you know, employed in the game. So not only has the football club been great to me, but the game of Australian rules has been great to me and my family.
1: And you've been great to us by coming on tonight, mate. Uh, That was great to have that catch up with you and I appreciate uh, the time you've given us. Enjoy the events of Friday night, the the dinner Saturday and, and just the whole celebration of the week.
4: Thanks, Sam. Good to chat.
1: You too. And congratulations for your role in the 150 years. Uh, Scotty Lucas, Premiership player with Essendon in 2000, two-time best and fairest in 03 and 06, leading goal kicker for them in 06. He was pick four in the 94 draft and played 270 games, 471 goals for the and Footy Club. Uh, it will be a special, special night uh, for Bombers fans. All four Danaher's are going to be there, including Neil as well. So everywhere you look, um, it will be... Um, incredibly, I'm trying to even find the right word just to describe what I think it'll be for the Essendon fans and the Essendon people. It'll be a very special night uh, and hopefully they can salute with a win. Hey, we'll be back on the other side of this to wrap up the Macca's Run and then we hand over uh, to the NRL Nation call team uh, as they take you into State of Origin Game 1. It's up at 7 o'clock on SEN. Welcome to the
4: Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today.
3: So the age of arms out as 50, mate, is over. Yeah, and, you know, in relation to that, and I think when that first happened, you know, I talked about it's all evolving. When things are new, we learn and we grow. And so without being critical of any individual, um, and I know we love to grab onto those moments because it helps us reference things, you know, and, and, and it... Um, It creates a catalyst for discussion. But, you know, when a free kick is being awarded since that moment, what do you hear from the umpire? You hear whistle, right, and then dissent. And that's it because the specifics of that comment weren't actually accurate. But I understand what the umpire in the moment was trying to articulate. And so we've evolved and grown and got better. In what we're doing. That to goey one, if we just look at it, we don't get to hear anything or any of those other sorts of inputs. But yep, he's frustrated. And yes, he controls himself. And I think you can't ask any more of a person in the context of playing a game. And so we wouldn't want to pay a 50 metre penalty for a player who controls themselves because they're doing everything they can to get on with the game. And that's what we want, I think. I think that's what everyone wants.
1: Ray Chamberlain in his fortnightly spot with Gerard Whateley, SEN.com.au to hear it in its totality. Always a must listen when Ray Chamberlain comes on. He's done so much good in that space. It is a great lesson uh, to the AFL that this is the work you can do when you come on and be open and answer questions. Uh, and give people access to ask your questions and to get clarification. He does a brilliant job, Ray. Whether you love him or not, you can't help but admire that he fronts up every two weeks to answer all the questions that he does and provide some clarity on the issues around umpiring in the game. As I said to you, I love State of Origin. Uh, This was Cam Smith, uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, player of all time. Speaking to Jerry Whateley today, previewing Game 1 tonight.
4: Every State of Origin game is huge. But um, I think there's just there's a little bit more sort of anticipation in the air around this one, particularly with you know some of the the, the changes of the Queensland side. A, a, a lot of um, well, we got four debutants playing tonight, and, and a couple of those young guys they've just been in you know tremendous form at club level. Um, so I think everyone's just really really keen to see how these young fellas are going to go. I, I think from you know from our, our, the coaches' point of view, we're really confident in what they've done during the week um, and that they're going to go out and play well tonight. But um, as we all know, it, it's it's state of origin. So until we get there and, and the game gets underway, um, we're not sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one.
1: Cameron Smith with Jerry Whiteley earlier today, sen.com.au. This has been the Macca's Run. Grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. So we take you to state of origin game one. Now three calls for you to choose from. You can get the Neutral Call with Jimmy Smith and Scotty Sattler, the Maroons Call with Mark Braybrook and the Badge Gary Belcher or Blues Radio with Joel Kane, Mark Carroll and Brett Camorley. Uh, Been great to spend another week with you. Heaps of texts that came through which I didn't get a chance to get to. I really do appreciate all of them and tried to read as many of them uh, as I can Um, until I speak to you again over the weekend calling footy. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe and go Maroons. Origin time now.